Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Haley, hello, spooky babes. Hello, Catherine. Hello, spooky babes. <laughs> How are you guys? I hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. Well, I said, I said, hey, how are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was saying my next line, and I thought maybe you would have a next line. I don't know. We don't have scripts for this. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we had lines. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's start this over. Hello, spooky babes. Hello, Haley. <laughs> Hello, spooky babes. How I'm gonna keep all of that in. I know. <laughs> it's fine. They can just, just hear how like dis- disorienting we are. Disorientation. I don't know what the are you word good? is. <laughs> no. My brain is warped. Warped. <laughs> it. it I don't have many wrinkles in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's smooth brain. (laughs) What are we talking about today, Catherine? We are doing a true crime versus Hollywood. (gasps) Woot woot! Woot woot! The movie is called Dark Crimes, and it has Jim Carrey in it, and it's not funny at all. No. Even though we laughed. We did. We laughed during this movie. (laughs) It's because Jim Carrey, as... Okay, if you grew up on Jim Carrey and watching his Ace Ventura. Right. Anything with Liar, him, liar. Liar, like, liar. Yeah. All of that. Bruce Almighty. <laughs> it's hard to take him seriously. It is. So any scene where he's just by himself and like just staring into the camera, <laughs> I'm like waiting for him to be like... Him to do like a... <laughs> yeah, a Bruce... A Bruce... Wait, what? Or like his Ace Ventura when he's like in the tutu. Yeah. He's like... Yeah, like with his knees and shit. Like, yeah, I was just waiting for him to just do some Jim Carrey shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just some all righty then. Alrighty then. <laughs> like just some random shit. Because it looked like he was just like it was just boiling in him, and like <laughs> then it cuts. <laughs> the scene just cuts. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Um. And this movie is based on uh, the true crime, the novel killer. The novel killer. Yes, that is interesting. That is the name of the true crime story, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you the true crime, just like normal, and then we'll talk about the movie. All right, so I'm gonna take you back to December, two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. Oh shit! I was what four. Yeah, I was, I was four. ten. So wow, 
I know, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. All right. So, in December of 2000, two fishermen found a body in a very remote area of, of a river in Poland. Mm-hmm. And the when a body is found in the river, it actually loses a lot of, like, forensic evidence. So it was right. very hard to find how or why this man ended up in the river. Um, the body was of a male and had many serious injuries. Oh, forgive me for their names. I spelled it out just like it sounded in the <laughs> in the documentary I wrote. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, his name was Dayush <laughs> Javanjenski. Dayush Javanjenski? Yeah. Sure. And um, he was 35 years old and an advertising director. Nice. Um, a crime scientist said that it was an extreme case. Uh, it was one of the most extreme cases that he's ever heard of. He was tied in such a way that it was around his neck, hands, and feet. And this specific tie actually made it so that the more you wiggled your, your hands and feet, the tighter it got around your neck. So it's a very specific knot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Per se. <laughs> I know what not that is. <laughs> Do I've you? seen that before. <laughs> That's one of those kinks, I'm pretty sure. So, um, <laughs> the, the pathology report showed that there was nothing in his stomach or his intestines, which Same. means that the victim hadn't eaten for at least three days before he was put in the river. Damn. Damn, right? I at least eat once a day. Right, at least. <laughs> Due to the amount of water in his lungs, he was still alive when he was dropped in the river. Oh, that sucks. So, th- and this, this whole thing kind of looked like a gang execution. Um, so, the investigation begins when they're looking for a motive. They couldn't find any clear motive after interviewing his friends, his family, and his business partners. Someone's lying. Right? <laughs> in. Let me guess, he was like such a great guy. Everyone loved him. Blah, blah, blah. Typical. Who could have killed this person? He's so great. Like, never had a grudge. No, I mean. Sorry. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. Perfect. He wasn't perfect, no. But. No one is. He, a lot of his friends and family liked him a lot. <laughs> A Polish TV crime show broadcasted um, to get like tips or leads about this murder. If anyone knew anything, if anyone saw anything, as much as they what they knew of when he was last seen and when he was last heard from, mm-hmm. they asked for any kind of tips. They talked all about how they found his body, all that stuff. There were no tips and leads brought from that broadcast. Eventually, the story fades out into the headlines. So, in 2003, a new detective started reviewing the case. That was about three years after the body was found. Um, And they couldn't find anything related to organized crime. So, nothing gang-related, nothing mob-related, none of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He did notice that his cell phone was not recovered at the crime scene, but it was with him when he went missing. So, this is the jump-off point of where they're looking for it. 
The victim's wife had a receipt with the phone's IMEI, and that's kind of a, it's the number that a cell phone provider will use to activate your phone onto your account. Uh, um, and so this, uh, with this IMEI, he was able to see the history of where it's been activated and on what lines it's been activated. And so he could also see if it was currently in use. It was. It had been sold multiple times. And they traced back each buyer to all the way back to the time of the murder. The first person to use it after the victim went missing bought it in an online auction three days after he went missing. Wow. He sold it for about 70 euros. <laughs> nice. With the username Chris B7. Hmm. Um, <laughs> the registration for that account, though, came up with Christian Bala. While looking at his online footprint, they found a blog with excerpts from his book about a murder. Um, and this book is very, like, sexually explicit. It's, it's a very, it's called Amok, M-O, uh, no, sorry, A-M-O-K. And it's, like, alcohol and sex-filled, and there's a murder in it. And in that book, he describes a murder, and that ignited a really deep suspicion in the, um in the investigators yeah because the blog read exactly like a diary to the case that they were trying to follow yeah. the, the man was tied up like found in a river all those kinds of uh, all those the specific knot yes yeah. <laughs> yeah so christian swears that the book is completely fiction obviously and the book like i said the book contains a lot of like hardcore porn and sadistic scenes and the main character's name is Chris, K-R-I-S. <laughs> and the author's name is Christian. And the person who sold the phone was Chris, K-R-I-S. So, not looking good for him. Not, not really looking that good. Anyway, so in the book, the main character named Chris kills a girl in the first chapter and then sold the weapon online. Now, he didn't necessarily sell the weapon online, but he did sell a cell phone. And there were so many other parallels to the murder throughout the book. Bala becomes the prime suspect in this murder case. They searched for him, but they couldn't find him because he left Poland in 2001, a year after he was murdered. There wasn't enough evidence for them to keep pursuing him abroad, so instead they kept questioning, they kept, um, questioning Christian's friends and family in Poland, and scoured his book for any kind of motive. On the final page of his book, there's this reference to jealousy. Um, so that that could have been a motive for, for Bala, but they couldn't, they didn't know. Mm -hmm. um, but Bala's passport in 2005 was flagged for entering into Poland, and that is where he was arrested. He was finally questioned, and Bala was initially very dismissive to the police. But when he was asked if he had held, had help killing the victim, he said, no, I killed him myself. At this moment, his demeanor changed, and then he was looking around the room and began fidgeting, because then he had just basically just confessed to the murder. Right. He started asking for water, and then he said, I really don't feel well. I need to see a doctor. Like, I'm, I really don't feel well. So the interview was suspended because he had to go away in a, um, because they had to call like a doctor. So they had an ambulance there and the ambulance said that there was no medical reason that the interview could not continue. 
and when the interview restarts, he retracted his confession, like, like he was trying to, like, play this weird game with the police. Hmm. He was like, no, nah, I never said that. No. It's like, you know what? What? No. Wait, what? <laughs> you're, you're crazy. You're hearing things. Um, psychologists say that Bala was a sociopath, narcissistic, and he saw himself as superior to everyone else. Wow. Sounds like every other serial killer. Right. And it really does sound like the person in the movie. Oh, yeah. He was very much... I don't know if he was as rude as the person in the movie who played Christian, but... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you think the one in the movie was more rude? Yeah. But because of the fact that he recanted his confession the investigator would have to build a case without his confession. Even though he did confess, mm-hmm. he, he took it back after he got sick. Yeah, that's frustrating. That's super frustrating. Let's learn a little bit more about Christian. He was born in the middle class family, smart, but he did not get along with any of the other students. He was the first person in his family to go to university. So when he went to college, he kind of created himself this character of a college student being smart and friendly and people knew who he was um, around campus and they um, he was called the student Casanova. People loved him. Ooh. But um, uh, some people who knew him in college said that he was an enormous liar. Like he would, tr- he would try to tell like the craziest stories to like get people on their side or like tell people things that were crazy. But he married his girlfriend from college at 23 years old. During this marriage, he began getting really angry with his wife. Um, He was cheating on her and having many affairs, but he expected his wife to just stay at home and be fine with that. Again, sociopath, narcissist, all of that kind of stuff. And this poor woman. Uh, He tried to become an entrepreneur, but failed. And in 1999, their marriage ended because, because obviously he was angry always and he was really rude to her and mean to her. And so then he began stalking his ex-wife and threatened to kill her. And he was the worst to his ex-wife because he didn't, he, he, it's not like he wanted her, but he sure shit didn't want anyone else to have her. Right. If I can't have you, nobody no will. Can. Yeah. So, in the summer of 1999, a year before the murder, she met Javaniski, <laughs> Dayushu, Dayush, yes, she met Dayush, and they had an affair. Mm. He was married, and she was no longer married, but they, he had an affair because he was married. In November 13th of 2000, um, Dayush disappears and experiences horrific abuse before his body was found in the river. So the trial begins against uh, against Christian. The media assumes that the book would be enough to put him away, but the court said that it couldn't use it as evidence because it was too vague. Like it's not it, it was a fiction book. It it wasn't it didn't say it was based on anything and it was too vague to be used as evidence. Mm-hmm. But during the trial Christian tried to use the book as like a smokescreen, saying things like, oh, well, they just think I did this because of a book that I wrote. They, they have no proof that I did it. I, I just wrote a story. I don't know if that's like incredibly dumb or like kind of like a smart move, where it's like you make it so obvious, but it's like... It was dumb. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if it wasn't 
such a specific knot. Right. Or, like, if it was a, such a specific way. Right. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be so dumb, because it's... Right. Yeah. But that, that was pretty dumb. Um, and he got really angry when the judge said, we aren't talking about your book, we're talking about your crime. And this became, like, a media soap opera in Poland. Like, yeah. it was all over the news, and... I'm sure that someone like Christian loved that, actually. Oh, yeah. Even though it wasn't good press or anything, it but people were reading his book, you know, because they were, like, intrigued. Yeah. And one of the investigators, he said, this guy was a smart guy who made a lot of stupid mistakes. Selling the phone, writing about it in a book so specifically, and... And even coming back to Poland, they didn't have enough to look for him abroad. He just if he never came back to yeah. Poland... He would have been good. And that was just showing how overconfident he was. So, without the book or any direct evidence, the circumstantial evidence needed to be tight enough to be able to put him in jail. Here is the circumstantial evidence. The victim made a call after work by using one of the calling cards. The calling card was actually never found, but they were able to obtain a log of calls from that calling card. Other calls that were made later that night were to Bala's parents. Why would he have called Bala's parents or Christian's parents if it wasn't Christian? Mm. And Christian's workplace. Again, another mistake that he made. <laughs> mm -hmm. the, there was one witness who was his um, Christian's ex-wife's ex friend. And they told him all about the affair with, with uh, Dayush. And... This instills that jealousy motive that we talked about earlier that was mentioned at the end of his book. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously we know that they were having an affair and she, he didn't want her to be with anyone else. Um, and they also did a search in Christian's apartment. And in his apartment were belongings that belonged to Dayush. What the fuck? His After five years? Yeah, his notebook, a company pen from his company, and his business card. Well, do you know that in the event that you get like murdered or taken, you should always be able to reach your card, like your ID, so you can leave it hidden someplace in wherever you were kidnapped. It's the best place. It's the best way of, you know, getting at least someone knowing what happened to you if you don't survive. Right. <laughs> that reminds me of a forensics files episode. Yeah. This girl who lived in this apartment, she went missing. And then across the way was her neighbors, and I saw this like, one. Oh, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? And they had like no idea what happened. They found her body though, and then he was like, "Yeah, I've never. We don't really talk. We were just like you know neighborly stuff." But then they like found like her ID, like, yeah, under a box or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "She's smart." Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think I saw that, and I'm like, I gotta f find a way to, like, get a business card or, like, a, something that I can leave places. And so, again, the investigator said that these mementos and trophies were really careless to keep, obviously. They are. So, do you remember when I said that they broadcasted that um, crime show trying to get any tips and leads? Yeah. So, they, when they did that on, the, on, on TV, they also put it on their website. And there were, there were some comments that were kind of like all over the world, so they weren't taken seriously because they weren't from Poland. But the IP address matched his locations that were found in his passport. So he was tipping off 
online his own case from other countries that he was located in. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> like, He's he like, was just he getting get so caught. cocky. Yeah, something. I don't know. And then his friend testified that at a New Year's party, he told one of his friends that he had already killed his ex-wife's lover with a rope or a cable. So he basically admitted it to one of his friends who testified against him. Damn, that's not a ride or die. That's not a ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> this murder was actually found to be very personal because it was a, his ex-wife's lover mm. and he was very jealous. In September of 2007, seven years later, Christian was found guilty and sentenced to 25 years. That's it? That's it. I don't... 25 <laughs> years? What are these people getting life? I know. Or like this is this is crime in Poland. <laughs> now I don't know what happens to Poland Polish criminals or anything after they are out of Hold please. That was in two thousand seven? Yeah. This boy got like eleven years. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Twenty thirty two, he'll yeah. be free. He's like I mean, I don't okay, so I don't know. He's how old? I don't know. Well the lever was thirty five. Were they about the same age maybe? Probably, yeah. But just like just like uh, Cody Johnson's murder, she only got um, thirty years or something. No chance of parole, but she still got thirty years, and she oh, was yeah, about the, twenty the something wife. when she went away. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That's still crazy. So crazy. Christian swears to the police sentenced him only because of his book that they had no other evidence evidence against him, and he still protests that he did not kill Dayush. As this guy, one of the guys, he said. This is not proof of murder, it's proof of a twisted mind, his book. His book was not proof of murder, but it was proof of a twisted mind. Which I was like, he was pretty twisted. That's the that's the true crime story. In relation to the movie, I'd say it's like maybe like 50%. It's more than Scream, but not as much as Snowtown. That's kind of my, sc yeah, <laughs> my scale I got. Right. I was going <laughs> to say, dark, dark Crimes was like... Kind of there, like yeah. it was a lot more there. It was the almost there. I mean, like it was almost correct, but we'll see yeah. why it's not as correct. What that ending? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you did you expect that? No, oh, that's okay. why I was so shocked. You were like, <gasps> <gasps> I love that though, because like with Snowtown, you knew. Yeah. And I was just like, it's so it's kind of frustrating watching movies with you when you know the true crime already. <laughs> The movie is, <laughs> there's a lot of hard R stuff in there. Yeah. Trigger warning. If you do watch this movie, it's rated R for a lot of things. There's like strong violence, sex, uh, sexual, sexual assault. Yeah, sexual assault. Nudity. There, yeah. There is rape scenes in there. More, too many rape scenes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. It but, was, it was, it was rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, this movie is called Dark Crimes. It came out in 2016. It got a 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it was at 2.7 at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was excited to watch this movie because the synopsis sounded so good. Yeah, the synopsis sounded great. It was... It was like a detective, while trying to solve a case, right. notices spot-on similar similarities 
from a a novel from a novel written by a man, and it sounded like so good. Yeah, and it could have been. I feel like it could. I think so that this good. that the true crime story really could have been a, a movie, yeah. and it, you still could have had the surprise at the end. Not that surprise, but a surprise. Yeah, you can have a twist. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Alexandros Avranas, written by Jeremy Brock, and it was based on David Grant's article, True Crime, A Postmodern Murder Mystery, about a convicted murderer, Christian Bala. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> um, and it does star Jim Carrey, and he plays the main detective in here, uh, Tadek, I think mm-hmm. his name is, Tadek. I didn't know anything about a detective. <laughs> there was no specifics about detectives Where? that worked on this. This movie is very centered around Tadek. Yeah, it's it's more so centered around the detective than the killing or the true crime. Yeah, and all the other actors and actresses, their names are so hard to pronounce <laughs> because Jim Carrey is literally the... Well, other than like the director or maybe some producers... But they're all from, like, Poland, Romania, Finland, Britain, all around the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just, I don't want to butcher anything. (laughs) But, and then Jim Carrey, yes, has a Polish accent. Or an attempted one. Honestly, it didn't. it was bad? It didn't sound even, like, some, at some points I didn't even hear an accent. When he was talking, sometimes it just sounded, it sounded like he enhanced his his American accent. Hmm. I mean, like... He is Canadian. Yeah, um, but I'm just saying, like, his English accent, I guess, is what I'm saying. Whatever, he ha- his normal voice, it just sounded like that with a slight Polish twang. 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 Polish twang. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't really hear that much of a difference. Oh. I mean, I didn't... I mean, I kind of did, but... I kind of did, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like, annoyingly bad. That, well, that's good. Right, because I... I was expecting it because I feel like every <laughs> actor or actress that tries to take on another accent and they have an English accent, it's awful. Right. It's cringy. It's right. horrible. Right. But anyway, so October 12th of 2016, the movie first premiered at Warsaw Film Festival, but at the time it was called True Crimes. Oh. May 18th, and it was filmed in Poland, so I was like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it it did not get good reviews. No. Obviously with that 4.7. Yeah, and but, previously uh, 2 point what? 2.7. 2.7. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of the negative reviews were bad pacing, it was too slow. It was so slow. Overly downcasted tone, so it was, basically, they said it was too dark. It mm-hmm. was too gloomy and everything, and... I think that it had to be gloomy, but it didn't have to be that slow. And a lot of people complained about the presentation of abused women, that it was more, like, it wasn't solving any problems, it was, like, objectifying women. Like, it was basically, like... Right. Glorifying what was happening to them. Right. So... I I could see that. I I mean, like... Maybe in the beginning. Especially in the beginning. Yeah. But, you know, like, have you ever seen Taken? Yes. That movie does a better job at... Showing the bad parts of human trafficking. Yeah. And those kinds of, you know, issues. And so, this one did not, obviously, do that good of a job. It really didn't. I'm not... <laughs> I don't think I don't think it did a good job at that at all. 
with something called dark crimes, he could have gone way more into those kinds of things. Yeah, true. He could have Liam Neeson did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was one of the worst reviewed films of 2018. Holy moly. 0% approval rate on Rotten Tomatoes. <sighs> and I just wrote, yikes. Yikes. That's so bad. And then I just wrote a synopsis. I said, to deck, Carrie. Discover similarities between a murder of a businessman and a murder in a recently published novel. Mm-hmm. So. Which is, is, for the most part, exactly the true crime. Yeah. But <laughs> the movie's a little different. The movie is different. Uh, it was film, filming started November 12th, 2015. Finished December 13th, 2015. So just over a month. A month? Yeah. So a month and a day it took to film this. They must have been like on every day, all day. <laughs> Probably. That's awful. Probably. Um, some good things though. Um, by filming it in Poland with multiple actors from different countries, um, it developed a reinterest in Polish cinema. Ooh. And I put Car- Jim Carrey's from Canada, uh, Gainsbourg was Britain. Ivanov, Romania, <laughs> and Outnin, Outnin is from Finland. I'm pretty sure I just butchered all of those. I butchered all the names in mine, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but Polish Film Institute donated four hundred forty-six thousand dollars. Oh, to their four million dollar budget. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's where they got that little thing at the end. Yeah. I was like. Funded partially. <laughs> right. So the box office, they, uh... What did they make? <laughs> they, only, <laughs> they only made $27,672. That was just the box office. But they only went to, like, ten theaters in, like, five countries. Like, oh. different. So it wasn't, like, So, like, much. ten theaters in each country or mm-hmm. ten theaters across five? Like, across five. Like, across five countries. So, well, like... So, like, five in... So, ten in each. Oh, ten in each. Yeah. And then, video sales, they made $921,837. So, <laughs> less than a million dollars they got back. <laughs> I don't even think they could afford Jim Carrey for that. <laughs> Yikes. I was like, oh my god, that's awful. Um, that's that's bad. I know. I, I'm pretty sure they needed... All the funding they could get. Remember that opening with like ten different studios. Oh yeah. Openings. Yeah. I've never seen so many. But yeah, they, they, we were like, "Is the movie starting yet?" Like the first five minutes is just opening scenes of like people who financed the movie. Yeah. Like you know, like you know, like a little girl fishing in the pond, and it's like <laughs> Fisher's Productions. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of them, Saban Films, they they ended up getting distribution rights for a North American release on April fourth of twenty seventeen, and at that and then January twenty fifth of twenty eighteen, just a couple months before it released, Car- uh, Jim Carrey announced that they changed the name to Dark Crimes. I I don't know why, but okay. um, I know that True Crimes was already a movie, or True right. Crimes already a movie, so they probably didn't. Also, know. True Crime is a weird one because people could find it by looking up True, true crimes. crimes, you know. But <laughs> a critic, Whitney Seibold, 
Ooh. her comment. What'd she say? <laughs> she said, it can be seen in just about every episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> I was like, ooh. I mean, she right though. That's true. That's very true. I would, I, I, would I couldn't more, say it any better than her. <laughs> I would more say Law and Order Special Victims Unit, right? Because I've seen lots of stories like this. Or Criminal Minds. I would say yeah. it's, I've seen this in Criminal Minds. Yeah. yeah. Something. Something like that. Yeah, but for sure. I couldn't say it any better right myself. That's just fun facts about the movie. Fun facts yeah. with Haley. <laughs> <laughs> now to the movie. Yes. The movie opens up with that 10 million film <laughs> industries with just flash scenes of naked women and sex and just weird shit happening. It was so bad. And me and Catherine are just like, well, um, hmm. I looked at her and I was like, I don't think this is anything like my murder. <laughs> no. But basically, there's this brothel I guess I don't I don't know if it's a is it a brothel because there was like a lot of weird shit going on like I don't know if it was like human trafficking like I don't know this was they called it a sex club they did they they called it a sex club but the definition of what this was was a brothel and these women were chained or like you know held in these cages for men to come and do things. Too. Do things. Yeah. Do whatever they wanted if they paid a certain price. That is a brothel and that is human trafficking. Okay. Hundred percent. I wrote But they never called it that. Right. Which is another it... reason why they they weren't doing anything for the human trafficking. That's that's part of the reason why they say that. Yeah. Is that they, they never mention the fact that this is this human is a form of human trafficking that, that girls get caught up in somewhere sometimes. Like they didn't bring light to any that. No, they did not. They were more focused on, you know... Showing. The shock value of showing That's these true. girls yeah, yeah, yeah. and these stupid men that got to do things to them. Mm-hmm. So I understand where the misogyny and stuff comes from. Yeah. I mean, they were both men that wrote and directed this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but it was it's called The Cage... I guess for reasons. The sex club? Yeah. Yeah. The sex club was called The Cage, and it was in the basement of an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. The victim is Daniel Sadowski. Mm-hmm. A lot easier to say than... Yeah, Dayush. Dayush. <laughs> but, so the victim is Daniel Sadowski. Mm-hmm. He was found by two fishermen. Yes. In the same knot, like yes. everything. He was found in the river, tied up. Mm-hmm. Um, in that knot by his neck and hands and feet. Yes. So that was the same. We meet Tadek, played by Carrie. Mm-hmm. He is a um, detective that, for some reason, is no longer allowed to be a detective. Like, he's not allowed to work yeah, on cases. They never quite they never went into that explained. story. But, like, his wife was really disappointed in him. Yeah. And, like, that that one guy was like, I got you back with this job, don't fuck me over. That one lady was like, we got you back your job, don't fuck us over. Yeah. But they never told us, like, what yeah. happened. Yeah, they never explained, like, why he's in the fire. Yeah, like, why what? he was in, like, why he had to try to get his job back. Yeah. But he's basically, he finds this case and he's like, I want it. This is my, my shiny moment. Yeah. It's going to bring me back to being a detective. <laughs> 
Um, so he gets this opportunity. Upon investigating, they saw they found out that Sadowski lived at these apartments. Right. Which is where the sex dungeon was. Right. So they meet up with the old landlord, and he gives them these tapes of the occurrences in the cage. Mm-hmm. Which is just awkward because right. they it was start just a, watching them together, and I mean, they don't, it doesn't show anything at right. first, but it, you just hear this girl moaning, and you're like, what the fuck? But yeah, yeah. So they end up, and the landlord was super creepy about it. Like you could tell he watched yeah. them. But so they take them, um, they take all the tapes. Victor, which is I guess Tadek's like assistant, assistant, but like Victor's the only one that partner. believes in Tadek. <laughs> is he? <laughs> is he? He though? carried him through the woods. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot about that. There's a scene in the beginning where Jim Car to deck is like, "I need you. Like, let's go. Yeah, let's go here." And then you just see him being dragged across <laughs> like the woods, and then we're both laughing like, "Man, you couldn't have dragged him." Yeah, you were. You're like a foot taller than Victor. Like, I you- know he was. So short. <laughs> Poor Victor. Victor just had to drag he him. He still did it though. Yeah. But he had they, to be like a fireman pull through the woods. They did that just to prove that there was no way that they could have dragged like he like Sadowski couldn't have right. been unconscious. Right. So I'm like, that's what you you needed to figure that out to demonstrate it. <laughs> Poor Victor. Whatever. <laughs> but me and Catherine were just laughing at that scene because I was like, this is a Jim Carrey thing. Like, this was a very Jim Carrey scene. Like, he was like, his his eyes were closed and he was like lip-bodied and then like he'd like open his eyes just a little bit and look around and close his eyes again. <laughs> and like, it just was a very Jim Carrey scene. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so Victor, uh-huh. Victor finds little excerpts of a book that was never published publicly, but it was posted online. By Christoph Kozlov. Uh-huh. And his name came up prior because the old landlord mentioned all the people that used to live there, artists. And, and artists, participated. And participated. And Kozlov and Sadowski were both, both names that were mentioned. Yeah. So when Tadek heard Kozlov's name uh-huh. and that he published this little excerpts from his book. Right. He listened to it and basically word for word, play by play, the murder. The murder, but also things that happened in the sex right. club, whatever. Yeah, exactly what happened in like the sex clubs. And he was basically telling the story of this girl. Yeah. And then he talked about a murder with the, the weird knot and everything yeah. and it was just exactly how like what happened to Sadowski. Right. Tadek was like, there's no way, only the, he said, only the killers, only the killer and the police know all those details. details. Yeah. And so they, they basically arrested Kozlov and took him into custody for questioning. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of smug about it, like <laughs> laughing, just being right. annoying, kind of being a dick. Right. Um, and then when he played his audiobook for him, he just starts laughing. Like, mm-hmm. this is what you got, whatever. Right. Like, oh, you got me, huh? <laughs> um, he, they have him go through all this interrogation, passes the lie detector test, and then finally, after 48 hours, they can't keep him any longer because they have no evidence. 
Right. And he basically said that the police threatened him and, like, we're going to throw him out the window and if he didn't confess. Another main character that we need to know is Cassia. Mm. That is Kristoff's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Also, Gregor, Adam Gregor. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found out who the fuck this was. Like we like kept hearing a quarter, about- <laughs> like three fourths of the way through the movie. Right. We kept hearing Gregor. We were like, "Who the fuck is Gregor?" Right. He was. He's like a detective. He was the chief of police. Oh no, that other guy was the chief of police. Mm-hmm. He became oh. chief of police after, after Gregor. Okay. Yeah. But it was basically like Jim Carrey and Gregor were competing. Mm-hmm. To solve this case. Basically, Jim Carrey tried to get Chief of Police. Right. But then Gregor beat him to it. Right. And, yeah. That's about all we got from that backstory. Right. <laughs> anyway. So, basically, a lot of people were thinking that this was a way to get back at Gregor. Right. But, yeah. So, we meet Cassia. Tadek is trying to find a way to get all the evidence he can against Kristoff. Mm-hmm. And so he bugs the apartment that they stay in, or that at least his girlfriend stays in. Right. And (laughs) he's doing it, and then they show up. Right. And (laughs) they end up having sex, and he's just there. Hiding. (laughs) Hiding in the bathroom. (laughs) That's it. And then it just shoots on to the next scene. I'm like, okay, well, he got out somehow. Right. We don't know how he got out. (laughs) Then... All of a sudden, the girlfriend, like, shows up and is scared because people are at watching. At his house? Yeah, at his house. How did how'd she find his house? I don't know. Like, that's what I was saying. I was like, There's a lot of holes there? in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of holes. <laughs> so, she goes to his house and basically says she's not, she doesn't feel safe at her house. He takes her home. <clears throat> Things happen. And, yeah. And then... <laughs> Kozlov shows up the next day at the police station and wants to talk to Tadek. Yeah. And he basically confesses. Yeah. To killing Sadowski. Right. And then Tadek's like, okay, sign this statement. And then he goes, I'm not feeling very well. Yeah. Just like. Just like in your yeah. story. He's <laughs> like, I need to see a doctor. I'm not feeling well. And then Tadek basically slams his head up against the table and is like, sign this fucking statement right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ain't playing no more games with me, boy. <laughs> And then, Jim Carrey gets crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sign the fucking statement. <laughs> he, he like picks him up like an MMA fighter. Like <laughs> no. And then right after he does that, Kozlov like looks at him, smiles, and says, "You raped her." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I know. It was very weird because whatever we saw that happened that was anything remotely it was very sex, consensual. It was very consensual. So we were In fact, confused. it was like one of the only consensual things that we saw happen with her. Yeah. <laughs> but and then, and then it immediately like goes to a scene of Gregor uh-huh. raping her. Right. And I was like, wait, yeah. Gregor dirty. Yeah, Gregor real dirty. He's an asshole. Yeah. And he participated in the sex club. Yeah, shocker. So Sorry, Gregor- we're getting real heated. <laughs> Okay. Right. Feminist sports. Feminist. <laughs> Just <sighs> calm down. Calm down, feminists. <laughs> we can be feminists later. <laughs> yeah. So he accuses Tadek. It was actually Gregor. Yeah. Tadek goes to confront Cassia. Right. Because he doesn't know about Gregor. But goes to confront her. And she basically says, 
that he that um, Kozlov loves her, or Kristoff mm-hmm. loves her, and did it because he loves her, but basically forces her to sign a statement, or he'll take her kid away. Right. Because she's so, a drug addict. Because she's a drug addict, whatever. <laughs> she's working on herself. She's she's working so hard on herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's providing for her little daughter Tadek basically calls Kristoff in and shows him that Kasia signed a statement, so then he signs a statement. Right. And this is the first time we actually see him like kinda like defeated. Right. And he is basically proclaiming his love for her. And that he all did it. He did it for love. Right. And we're all confused still. Like I'm just like, why the fuck? Because earlier in the movie, they were friends. Like he right. said, they were friends. They participated together in the sex club. Like right. They were buddy old pals. Right. So Kozlov goes to jail, or he's on. He's being held for trial. Right. Victor, lovely Victor, <laughs> <laughs> brings to deck. A newspaper. Meanwhile, they also arrest Gregor uh-huh. due to the statement and everything. So they right. arrest Gregor, the the guy that gave Tadek a a chance. I his name's like Pietro. Something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he becomes new chief of police. Yes. And then we kind of find out that like there's there's just a lot of like dirty shit going on. Yeah. And, like. Mm. Like, he tricked him into taking this case to, like, basically fuck him over, Mm because although, you know, the case is going to make good news is kind of what he said. Pretty much. He was like, people don't want justice. People want good and evil. Yeah. (laughs) They just want a bright little story, and that's what you gave them. Like, he was like, I don't fucking care. He's like, now get out of my fucking sunshine, and then gets in a tanning bed. (laughs) Get out of my sunshine. (laughs) He said, get out of my fucking sunshine. And it was a tanning bed. Enjoy your skin cancer, Pieto. <laughs> Enjoy your skin cancer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway, so Victor basically brings to deck a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it said in the newspaper exactly. Right. But it apparently proved that Kozlov was not... In the area when Sadowski was killed. Right. So it couldn't have been him. And then he basically tries to fix it. And then he gets yelled at by Pietro. And to the t- he goes and sees Kozlov. And he's like, you lied. You didn't kill him. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, I'm s- like, And he was like, no, I didn't. Who said that the murder happened here or whatever? Like, it could have right. been anywhere. And then Jim Carrey... Or, Tadek gets mad and goes, boom, like, out of, like, <laughs> like a table or chair or something and breaks something. And then you were like, fuck yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I was waiting for a burst of Jim Carrey energy and there, there it was. was. <laughs> Tadek's like, shit. I feel like shit. I need to go see Cassia. He goes, he follows Cassia. She goes to the, the, dun- the, the cage. Yeah. She works there. Right. Or she's there. He basically feels like shit, and he just wants to know the truth. Right. And she's like, that's what you, you want to know the truth? And he was like, it's all I have left. <laughs> it's all I have left. His wife left him. His wife left him. His, his daughter's left him, yeah. <laughs> this literally, this case is all he's had left. Yeah. His wife said somewhere in the middle was like, don't forget who you are. And Haley goes, I think he's going to forget who he is. <laughs> yeah. Like in the beginning. He for she sure was, did. Literally, this man listened to that audiobook just randomly all the time. He listened to it at breakfast with his wife about, like, people getting 
raped. Yeah. And, like, just awful shit. Awful shit, yeah. Just, and then the wife's like, do we really have to listen to this over breakfast? No, Barbara. We don't. I don't know what her name is. I don't, we think, never, they ever said. I don't think we got a name. But, like... We are getting actually real heated over this movie. <laughs> but he's listening to this audiobook as many times. Just like, driving around yeah, town. Driving like, around, <laughs> listening to these women getting sexually assaulted. But to be fair, to and be then, fair, I listen to crime stories while okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like, I don't know. This is on another level. This mo- this book is like basically porn in words. It's like, it's yeah, literally for a snuff sure. book. Sure, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And then it was even weirder when little poor Victor's in the back with the <laughs> He's dra- Tedex driving around town listening to this audiobook and it's the only thing you can hear and it's Kozlov and Victor sitting in the back seat and then Kozlov's just like hmm, like smirking because it's him yeah. talking right. about women and murder yeah. and Poor things. Victor is too innocent for this. <laughs> Oh my god. But anyway, so he follows Cassia. She's like, You want the truth? He's like, That's all I have left. <laughs> and she pours him a little shot of yeah. something. Yeah. And I was like, I I just thought she like she it's just zoomed in on her face and she's basically telling the story mm-hmm. about Sadowski. Mm-hmm. Apparently Sadowski was one of her many suitors mm-hmm. that came to her. And he did horrible things to her, caused her so much harm, and Kozlov found out about it, and he actually loved her, and I guess one of Sadowski's things was he liked to be choked, Mm -hmm. and she said one day she just kept choking him, and choking him, and didn't stop. Until he stopped breathing. Until he stopped breathing, (laughs) and me and Catherine were like, oh shit, it's the shocked mouse on the floor <laughs> and we're like, obviously oh, not the true crime yeah, not anything not. about it. yeah right. so we're like oh okay so <laughs> so she's basically telling her story it's zoomed in on her face and she's just saying how she ended up killing Sadowski she told Kozlov and then Kozlov basically did what he had to do he's like I'll he, do anything for you like we get right. it we'll fix it this is not Pretty a problem much ride or die she said that is a love that is rare and right. that is fucking true <laughs> and uh yeah he basically and then it's it cuts to this scene where she's sitting like in front of a couch and she's like i will do anything to protect my family yeah anything and then it zooms out and she gets and you up. just see to deck like yeah <laughs> it like, zooms out and she stands up and walks out of frame and to deck is just dead 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 she poisoned him like Ugh. Death. And me and Catherine again were like, <gasps> what the fuck? And then literally roll credits. Yeah, just credits. Dark screen credits. <laughs> like, and I was like, that's how it ends. You know what? Every time we talk about a movie, they never have to watch the movie. We're just like, ends credits. <laughs> we tell them from start to beginning the entire movie. Yeah. That's why I always say spoilers. Yeah. I didn't say spoilers this time. Well, they know. Spoilers. They should know. It's, yeah, it's episode know 12. <laughs> I mean, watch the movie. Total complete package. What do you rate it? Uh, Out of 10. Uh, like a 
three. Ooh. It, like, okay, one of the reviews was basically saying it's a slow burn until, like, the very end. Like, the final act is, like, the best part. Right. I agree. That's the accurate, last, yeah. like, 15 minutes of this movie are, yeah. like, perfect. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, the rest of, like, hour and, like, 20 minutes. Right. No. Right. <laughs> it's just, like, oh. Right. Someone said it's better the second time around, but I don't see myself I sitting through it again. could not sit through it again. Cause we, especially because we were watching it with ads. <laughs> we, the ads were all put in these very strange places. They were like the worst timing. Like, it wasn't even like a cliffhanger part. It was just like in the middle of a scene. Dead smack in the middle. Like <laughs> The part with the mom. Yeah. Like, we knew he, what was going to yeah. happen. And you just see he like static oh. on the TV. And then you, he like walks in. And he's like... <gasps> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> loading screen. I was like, damn, this would be so sad if there wasn't an ad. <laughs> we were just like, because it was when so the ad sad. came on, I turned back and I go, oh, his mom died. <laughs> and she goes, oh. Because <laughs> I was like, who the fuck's house he at? And then I saw the little elevator thing and I was like, his mom's has that. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and it's so sad because, because the beginning, earlier his mom was like, don't let me die, die alone. alone. And he said, I promise you won't. And she, she did. <laughs> For no fucking reason. Like, what was the point of that even? What was the point of the character? Like, I don't even. Why? <laughs> We're getting so mad. Like, literally, there was no point of this scene at all. Like, literally. It just made you sad. She was in the, like, literally, there's this, he just shows up on this little elevator just going up so slow. And I was just looking at Catherine like, wow, this thing's going really slow. And I was like, what the fuck is that even for? I was like, why is it an elevator? And then he goes into this house and I was like, oh, is that his house? Like, that's kind of cool. And then you were like, oh, it's a handicap thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, that's like. I was like, who's handicapped in his house? And then it shows his mom, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then it's just a little scene of them sitting together, and she's like, you're not, like, I don't want to die alone. He's like, I promise you won't. And that was it for that whole scene. We never saw mom again. Never saw her again. Until. Never, <laughs> never talked about her. And then, like, the, the last, like, 15 minutes. Marker. He goes to this house and starts pressing the buzzer, and there's silence. So I'm like, it's silent. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, is he going to Cassia? Is he going to like apologize? Yeah. Because it was right after he saw Kozlov at the prison and yeah. threw the fucking chair. Right. So I was like, oh, he's gonna go see Cassia or something to like apologize or like beg for forgiveness no he's at his fucking mom's pressing the buzzer and they're silent and then he goes around he's like fuck and they're running around the thing and then he goes to the little little elevator (laughs) and then he just he opens the door it shows a static tv and i'm like oh shit like that's when we realized because we were like oh he's at his mom's right and then we completely remembered oh she's a character in this movie and then we were like, oh, she died. Uh, <laughs> and then you see his face and then roll credit. <laughs> I mean, roll ad. We just see him. Like, and then and he's like, 
like about, <laughs> like about to throw up yeah. because it smells yeah. cuz she's been dead for god knows how long his and mom, she's just on the his floor. mom legit died like a bug you know how like they <laughs> they flip upside down and they're like no she was on her side and she was like curled <laughs> up and she was like kind of blue <laughs> And then Catherine goes, she fell. <laughs> she died and fell. And then I go, if she only had life alert. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, I'm an asshole. Um, we have dead parents, so we're fine. <laughs> oh my god. It's a coping mechanism, people. <laughs> As you can see, we're kind of heated about this movie. I'm like, like sitting here. I'm not even like... Anything? I'm sweating. I'm, so I'm like drenched in sweat right now. So it's hot. not even that hot. Like, it's kind of hot because my AC's out. But it's not even that hot when you're like not <laughs> furious about a movie. Um, so my rating would be a 1.5 out of five. Oh, okay. So that was our True Crime versus Hollywood, which is the novel killer versus dark crimes. We are excited that you came and joined us today. If you'd like to have more updates and or participate more, you can always follow us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, we are always looking for some spooky stories, so if you have any spooky stories, let us know so that we can, you know, maybe share some stories. But yeah, leave us your spooky stories. <laughs> I'm a sucker for spooky stories. Yes, I want, I want ghosts, aliens... Murders, ocean parts. <laughs> Cthulhu. We are. Aliens? We apologize. No, actually, I don't. But we did get a little heated in this in this movie. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, <laughs> it's literally the worst way to even represent sexual assault or Seriously. sex trafficking in any sort of way. Right. Right. Like, I, um, you're not helping the situation. Right. But we appreciate you guys sticking around for that. So, spooky babes, as you lay your little head down on your pillows tonight, after not watching this movie... I don't. No. No, don't listen to the audiobook. Mm-mm. No. None of that. I'd, I'd say, you don't need it in your life. It's well, fine. You'll be fine without it. <laughs> Yeah, just listen to this podcast. This just will listen, at least bring you some Just joy. listen to us, and we'll try to make you laugh a little bit in between the sad parts. Oh my god, we <laughs> laughed so much during this one. And having a little spooky night listening to our podcast, we will see you in your nightmares. Lasers, 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 lasers. <laughs> lasers, lasers. <laughs>